are keeping it. Welcome to Brewing the Pot with M and Mare. Welcome, is, welcome, welcome. This is, I hadn't even smoked anything yet. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I did have a cookie or two before I took a shower, so it could kick in like right now. This, this is how we're starting it. Welcome, everybody. You know what? Hi, guys. Welcome, welcome. It's going to be a shit show, but it's okay. All right, got it. <laughs> so I'm Emily. I am a mom of two. I consider myself a cannabis activist um, and user. <laughs> but um, anyways, we're here because we want to talk to you guys, talk about stuff. I mean, everything, anything. And then also we want to give you that advice on that stuff. And we want to pull some cards and we want to do everything. But let me talk about me, I guess. Um, I don't know. Talk to you guys. We like to talk and we think we're fucking funny sometimes. And uh, we've got some stuff to spill. And uh, I mean, I guess I should talk about me. I'm not good at talking about me. This isn't about me. This is the whole reason we started this podcast. I don't want yes. to talk about Yes. So me. basically, we've been... I'm Mary. Hello. Hi. Um, <laughs> I'm a fiber artist, also mom, also witch. I also have a husband, but, you know, that's besides the point. I don't even think I mentioned. Cares? Who cares about the men, okay? Um... <laughs> Anywho, we've been toying around with this idea of having a podcast for like at least a year, at least, at least a year. And so literally last week, (laughs) we're like, we have no drama, no tea in our lives, but like, we have nothing to talk about. We're talking about stuff, but we've got nothing to talk about. We're missing the spice. <laughs> We're missing the spice. And my girl Emily was like, we so need to start our podcast and like, you know, have this idea of getting other people's tea, confessions, drama, what's going on in their lives. Um, but it could be anonymously, but getting these, the, these stories that we could tell without y'all having to know who we're even talking about. So it's like, this isn't affecting our personal lives, but we're all getting to listen to these stories. <laughs> and, and I was like, yo, and we could do this while being high. <laughs> We can do it while being high. And then that that made me think of a few weeks ago, I was giving one of my friends a tarot card reading while maybe being high. And it just, it might not have been the answers I would have given sober, but it was so funny. And I'm like, okay, and what if we also give people advice (laughs) while being while being so high. You know what? We love helping people. Yes. We like, I don't know about you, Mary, but like, I love diving in. Like somebody comes to me mm-hmm. for advice. Like I'm like, baby, well, let's that's you and I, like, let's talk it out. Like I'm always down for somebody to like, you know, come and open up. And that's like, when we start talking about this, like, what are we going to do on here? Like, what are mm-hmm. we going to talk about? We can't just smoke weed and do nothing. Like talk about, you know, how we stayed home with the kids. No, we got to talk about let's get people involved. And like, what do we love to do? Like, I love, you know, talking and helping people and especially uh, getting to be a little high while doing it. You know, it makes you, if anything, like it makes you loosen up and it makes you give yeah. these honest answers and they're funny. And 
actually people admitting to us anonymously makes it more open for them. Mm -hmm. They can be as honest and as vulnerable and as humiliating as they want to be. And for our benefit, and of course yours, but for themselves, like, doesn't it feel good just to like get it off your chest sometimes and have some people who absolutely have no qualifications to give you advice on it, but yet we have so much to talk about and to give it to you. Why not? And especially with uh, Mary and her readings, guys. I mean, she's going to show you today, but I don't even need to. Every single time I've ever gotten a reading from this girl, it has been on point. so spot on. I mean, it's it's been amazing. You guys have to experience this. I don't even Let's... know. We could keep talking, but... Uh... Let's know so, anything else to say or do you want to get into it? When we put out our form, we're like, okay, maybe we'll get like a couple people submitting stuff. You know, who knows? And we were a little shook with the submissions that we got. And I'll just we're just gonna right off the bat, there was one submission in particular. There was one there was no, like Mary, come on. We got a lot of listeners yes. now. So Wait, we've Mary, known we each other for together, a hot right? minute. We have known each other. And we were we went to high school the together. closest in high school, me and Emily. And- <laughs> but we were never like... No, we weren't. We vibed. And we just weren't... We had the same, like, for similar friend groups, but, like, yeah, like, we didn't, <laughs> we weren't very far off with, like, so we just like, never really, yeah, we didn't have but we both, together, and but we, we both kind of, became yeah. young, we had friends of friends, moms, and so then we kind of had, like, a yes. way <laughs> of connecting, like, oh, you're a mom, I'm a mom, let's yes. become friends. I always felt like me and Mary like had very similar interests. I'm not gonna lie, Mary intimidated the I don't know why hell either. out of me. Like I don't know why Truly, I always felt I was like, a loner. I don't know that. <laughs> you're very quiet. I think you were very quiet. You were. You were very quiet. I always thought you were super cute. We had curly yes. hair. I felt very like I don't know similar in a way to you. But anyway, starting off with high school. So yeah, that just brings me to uh, I guess one of our submissions, Mary. Do you remember Lit- not liking anybody in high school? <laughs> Like, personally, I I don't, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I can think of a couple of people. I'm going to start it. I'm, okay. Okay. So, Emily okay, sends me, me this Let submission. Let me pull it up. And she is like, what the? And so, <laughs> I read it, and I'm like, I, who could, who, what, what? When I tell you I was a loner in high school, I dated my high school sweetheart okay. when he graduated. I was like, I have nobody. I'm just gonna literally get through high school and then be done with it. So when I let me just read it. This is a confess your sins, no judgment. And it starts, it starts as so. Neither of you liked me in high school, but I wanted to apologize for being a grade A cunt. You two are genuinely so sweet and i still feel awful yes um so that was that and we're both like she does go on that's the first part that's the first part (laughs) she does go on to say well i'm assuming it's a girl Actually, we know it's a girl because of another another part of her submission. But she says, mental health is fucking important. And I was a bit cray. Anyway, 
let's see what sins I can throw out there. I shit in the shower once. Granted, I was fucking sick. I mean, go off, sis. Like, clearly you were sick. That's fine. She said, but I was puking. I was puking and shitting I feel, all I mean, at the same everyone, time. Yikes on bikes. I mean. I mean. Baby girl, that is yikes on bikes. I don't, I mean, we deal with shit every day. As parents, I get it. But I am not one to deal with my own shit. I've never shit my pants. I've only shit in the toilet, thank fucking God, because I cannot imagine. I literally would set myself on fire, Mary. I don't think I could handle it. I don't do, peeing is one thing. I piss my pants all the time. I get it. Like, is your mom, okay, if you're a mom and you smoke, you damn well know you piss your pants more than you fucking would like to. All right, but- um, let's, let's, let's go back to, uh, neither of you liked me in high school, but I wanted to apologize for being a grade eight cunt. Do you know anybody that was a cunt to you, Mary? I can't think of anybody on the top of my head. I really, truly really cannot think of somebody that I'm lying. I'm fucking lying, but I know damn well. No, seriously. They would not I care enough when, to do when this I, podcast. But when I read I really can't for think. being a grade A cunt, I'm like, I truly don't recall anybody ever like being so nasty to me yeah i don't know nasty yeah like in person maybe but, behind but our thank backs you. because we didn't thank know about you it for the apology a hundred percent we would also just like to say no, jingle yeah, toes yeah. because she did go on to want to spiel oh motherfucking spiel. jingle she wanted to toes absolutely absolutely and she said, yeah, please tune in. Like, please send us in. We're Visit, hoping she, says, she tunes in next time. Jingle yeah. toes if you really care to hear about the most annoying fuckers that she's ever met. So we would like to hear about the most annoying fuckers you've ever met. So jingle toes, <laughs> this is anonymous. This is definitely going to reach out to a lot of wives, a lot of moms, anybody in relationship, really, that is dealing with this because I, I know. I know it's huge for a lot of couples, and I'll even admit it, it's big in our lives. I'm not going to say exactly. So some basic tea. Fathers need to stop seeking praise for the <laughs> most basic shit ever. Oh, my God. You did the dishes? Good for you. I do them all the time. Hmm. My husband refuses to put our baby down to bed because he can't soothe them like I do. He also told me that we will never mm. co-sleep again with any of our other children because he can't have alone time with me. What genuinely makes me think or makes you think that I want to be touched Period. by you knowing Period. that I literally carry the weight of the household and basically raising our child by myself. Preach, baby. Preach, baby. I get it. I, I love him so much. Mm. He's the only guy besides my high school sweetheart. I've genuinely never wanted to lose but since having our baby i've contemplated mm. oh my god contemplated jumping off of the bridge more than i'd like to admit it's not because of the baby they're the most precious human i've mm. ever laid eyes on it's because i have no support from their father unless i put out he says it's his love language but he refuses to even touch on mine i'm finding myself burnt out and it sucks i hate having to feel like i need to choose between my child and my husband, because it'll always be my child. I'm not responsible for the damage his mother did to him. I am responsible, however, from preventing him from doing this the same to her. You can wow. go ahead if you um 
Do you want to say anything, Mary? Because I kind of want to just start right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Okay, this comes from the heart, but the biggest thing I think um, that needs to be said is communication. Baby, you have been honest with yourself. It's time for you to be honest with him, and you need to not let him talk you around in circles. Stop deflecting or stop using a sexual, like him being a sexual being as an excuse, um, like a right to you. That's not really the case. Uh, We are physical, like we're not intimate. I mean, we are with our babies all day long. I mean, that is a maternal thing. We can't instantly just turn that off and become a sexy little thing. That's just, that's just not how it works. We are mentally, we need to be mentally stimulated Mm -hmm. from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. And it is disrespectful when he's not even acknowledging what you're saying or how you're feeling. You then that even puts you off even more. You just, why do you want to do that? Like we men use sex. Like they, 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 like, yeah, like I've done this this and that I'm looking for. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. They deserve it. Like it's in the fucking contract. Like when we sign and that's not, I'm not saying my husband, I'm literally, he's a sweetheart. And thankfully I don't have to deal with this part of our aspect of life, but I feel for her. I really do because I understand men can be like that. And it's just, I understand you want to get off baby, then go into the bathroom and take five minutes. So yeah, it, I just, Okay, so then I also want to touch base on him not being responsible or not wanting even to contribute into doing household. Absolutely not. Okay, so that actually really, really gets me and it really uh, irks my nerve because uh, this day and age, I think it definitely is becoming more uh, society, like societal, I guess, normalized. Uh, I'm a little nervous and the edible is kicking in. Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. I'm shaking. Forgive me. Um, but I did want to say it is becoming more normal that husbands do step up. Yes, they work all day, but they also need to acknowledge that we are working all day too. We're not just sitting on our phones and playing with babies all day. That's not that's not the case. We we do work, hard work, and we're mentally exhausted. We're not sleepy. We're not tired. We are literally mentally exhausted. We cannot even hold a conversation with you. So when you come home and you expect the house to be perfect and clean, that's just not the case. And if something needs to be done, then baby, just do it. Just do it. If it if you're that worried about it, or if you see that it hasn't been done clearly, I'm too exhausted to do it. So please just do it for me. Or, you know, it, and it honestly feels like, you know, it hurts. It feels like, um, Hi, Mary. (laughs) So it feels like, um, yeah, it feels like you're not being respected. And I I definitely get that. But my advice to you is definitely have that conversation and stick to your guns and don't feel like your feelings are invalid because they're absolutely not. Even he doesn't have to understand them to care. You know, he doesn't have to necessarily get how hard it is. But you know what? Let me ask you, mm-hmm. does he complain when he watches the baby for hours mm-hmm. on hours and he's frustrated and he's got the dishes full and, you know, so it's just, it's always, you know, a double standards when it comes that way. And it's just, but you're the mom. So it yeah, everything, you. You know, it's weaponized everything she just said, the main thing that we always have to come back to is communicating and you, he, your, your husband is allowed to communicate what he wants. But he can't hold that against you and that is like the only thing or else. And he can't like just because you're a mom and I don't know if you have a job or not. 
but say he holds that against you that he's the one who makes the money and like that's yeah like he deserves that's what you need to do but like no like he's allowed to like ask for ask if you want to have sex but like emily said you need to be warmed up and oiled up and lubricated before any of this and if he's not hitting on your love languages how are you supposed to be hitting on his facts facts all right we got another submission that i would like to share um it's the spill the tea which all right boy do i have some tea for you guys so i was a single mama living with my best friend things were going great i had my daughter she had her i know daughter. we were going to be best friends they were going to be best friends all of that sentimental bullshit you know i adored my best friend more than pretty much anybody it was such a special friendship well, I met a guy and he completely swept me off my feet. I was really careful to not blow off my best friend and make her still feel like a part of my life. A little while down the road, I go over to my boyfriend's house to stay for an extended period of time. Wait. <laughs> it wasn't intentional to stay, but while I was gone, best friend decides to move this couple of mutual friends in. Oh, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Next thing, literally when she was at her boyfriend's house, apparently for a couple days, her friend or best friend moves a couple of mutual their mutual friends oh. in to their home without yeah okay next thing i know i'm constantly getting asked if i was moving out boyfriend tells me i can move in with him because he even agrees that that vibe was starting to feel a little unwelcoming so i tell them all yes i'm moving out but i pay the rent for two months and she gets pissed at me and says i dipped out on her and all this other crazy stuff stuff i don't think she would have come up with on her own it's the other girl who moved in there with her because she's the type who constantly has to thrive on drama and she uses people so she doesn't want me around while she uses my friend i try to call her out and tell her best friend this same now i'm blocked Big same and can't really do anything about it I miss my best friend, but is it time to just cut my losses? I absolutely say yes. Um, this is what it was. Well, this I think it's super weird that she. I waited think it's no. I think it's jealousy. I think she, like, she was jealous because her bestie to, like get with this boyfriend. Like got, it was, it's weird. Her bestie right? got like, booed up, like, kind and of she was plan? jealous, and so okay. Her friend goes and stays with the boyfriend oh, okay, for a true, couple true. days, true. and her friend is jealous and is like. Right, I'm moving somebody else in. Peace out. That's you just have a so quick. I just, like, I just don't think that no, way. Goodbye. This person is petty. Yeah. You don't just move in some random people while True. you're with your boyfriend staying with him for a little while. Like, what? Who are these people? Yeah. Where did they come from? Not to mention, she did no communication with you at all. And your children. <laughs> she said they're mutual. So, I, I mean, maybe she knows them, but like, oh, that's weird. Do you have one, Mare? You want to pull up? I had one. Where's my starred one? To that other person. Just so okay you know, if we don't get to your submissions today, somebody we possibly will get to time it and raise your kids time. together and all that <laughs> stuff. And. Sometimes people's true colors come out and they just weren't meant. Everybody's in your life for a reason, a season, a oh, lifetime, yes, yes. that whole thing. Like, 
some people are there for a reason and their and their reason was just being in your life for a season and and then goodbye but i've been there with friends and it gets better you'll find your people and you don't have to be friends with people for your whole entire life for them to be no, the our- best people yes. in your life. And that's all I'm going to say. So, okay. This is a spill the tea. If you choose mine. If you choose mine. My, my little brother, 19. No, no, Has it's had not. a secret Go long ahead. distance girlfriend for the past four okay. or five years. <laughs> years he met her online when they were in middle school she was dating his best friend also an online friend they broke up in high school and after some time my brother swooped in and confessed his feelings to her no one but me knows not his friends not her friends not her parents not our parents just me my mom will sometimes say, I wonder when your brother will get a girlfriend, and I'm internally screaming, he has one! They're ne- they've never met in person, but talk all day, every day. He talks about them moving in together at some point, so I guess they're pretty serious. I tell him the longer he waits <laughs> to tell our parents, the more awkward it's going to be, but he's still scared of what? I don't know. Aww. But yeah, my little brother has been in a longer relationship than me and no one knows so they've been so from 19 18 17 16 15 14 like 14 do they video chat 19 is this a catfish situation that's so cute gotta make sure this ain't no catfish situation this is 2022 nobody's getting catfished out here anymore so let's just let's just say it's not let's just say it's not a catfish okay now bless his little heart the only thing is uh relationships are you know it becomes real when you get in person i mean you start seeing a person's living habits i feel like maybe he's no i think this is more of a maybe he's scared of the judgment like he's scared he's scared to like tell the parents or whatever because of the judgment of like you're in a relationship with somebody online that you've never met type thing. Do you remember, do you remember Omegle? Girl, the things that we did on Omegle when I was like 11 to 13 years old. Do you know how many penises I've seen? That was the first time I ever saw my first uncircumcised dick in my life. taken away for that like my parents found out that I was on Omegle oh my god um no I made friends with like many people I am still friends with them on Facebook to this day what see you you worry like oh my daughter (laughs) oh my parents didn't know yes one of them was literally in our state and we started like talking and having this thing with each other here's my confession and then I lied I lied and said I was older than I was because he was like in I don't know what grade he was in he was Jason's age he was Jason's age but this is when we were in like eighth grade and so I lied and said I was like in ninth grade and that made it better 
<laughs> I think we always we always did bump up a few years on the age. I feel like we definitely tried to, because like I literally would try to talk to these uh, grown men, like ew, not like thirty, but like definitely like eighteen year olds. Like I was like, oh, you think I'm high? I would kill myself if I was that young and doing that. Like, oh my god, if I could, my mother. <laughs> any, any. So anyways, let's go back to what you're saying. So, um, what was, did she even have a question? What was the ending question? No. Did she, no, that was okay. No, it was just her spelling. Okay. Well, yeah. good luck to your brother. I wish him, them both happiness and they can tell their kids the story and that'll be very cute. <laughs> and then they'll find this podcast and show their kids this podcast. And we talked about it. 40 years later and they're still just Skyping. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> 40 years later still haven't met it <laughs> the sister writes us in like it's been <laughs> She's like, can you we call neve we'll call neve <laughs> oh my gosh okay are we good because i got one i got one go, go, okay go. Whew, we got another spill the tea witch okay my boyfriend I and father it. of my I have to. I have roll to. Roll the tape. Roll the tape back. Rewind, and you can literally hear me say a keyword. Did you? Yes, I did. Oh, I didn't know. I roll I quit. Okay. Okay. Roll it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Right. My boyfriend and father of my son has been sharing. I, I want to say has been sharing and saying a lot of things about other women, Asian women to be specific. He wonders why I don't think he likes me. Two or three of his exes were Asian. I can't watch porn with him because he'll look up specific women traits like short, thin, Asian, and sp- things like that. All I do is look up specific topics, mostly topics that pertain to our own sex life. A while ago when he was drinking, the topic of ecstasy got brought up, and he said he wouldn't be able to do it around my best friend because he would break himself if he ever got to fuck her. Let me read that again. Because he would break himself if he ever got to fuck her. Her best friend. I'm concerned. Concerned? Literally? Okay. Anyways. Has never said anything that sexual about me. Baby girl, you better be glad he hasn't. Glad he hasn't. Okay. I don't feel pretty or adequate, especially since giving birth. Bless your heart. Oh. I love him, but I feel like he is not as into me as I am into him. I'm not his type. Nowhere even close. He likes tattooed females who are thin and either Asian or very Hispanic. I have some native Mexican in me, but mostly, but am mostly white. My build is thick with the tummy. Baby girl, and that's gorgeous. I've tried expressing my insecurities with him, but all he ever says is, shush, there's a reason I'm with you. I want to punch this motherfucker in his face right now. Okay, but has... (laughs) Oh, no, he's a douchebag. All right, I literally cannot wait to touch base on this. Anyways, let me keep going. Um, Something's freaking up with my computer. Sorry. Anyways, okay. Shush, there's a reason I'm with you, but has never said what the reason is. I've tried asking, but he doesn't say ever say. He just uses general statements like, you're nice, and you're not judgmental. I don't know what to do at this point. I feel hurt, unattractive, and like he's eventually going to leave. Oh my God. My heart literally breaks for you on so many levels. I can see that you don't see yourself 
the way that you need to see yourself. And that breaks my heart. I don't even know you. And I know that you are gorgeous. And it doesn't even have to do with anything that you look like. Um, I it really, really, truly, I, you do, you need to do not. Oh, no. Okay, good. We're good. Woo. Do not base your self like or your esteem or your insecurity on anything that that motherfucker says or does because he probably looks like a broke motherfucking broke to bitch. Like, oh, oh, my God. Or what he doesn't say. Yes. Like his problem is like, there's a reason I'm with you. I'd never. Yeah. Why are you with me? Why are you with me? You know what? This is anonymous and I want to be able to say what I feel. I I don't I want it to feel like he chose you because of how do, do you talk about yourself that way? You need to be confident and you need to express that confidence and you need to find it some part because you are gorgeous and he does not need to validate on what anybody else says. It's this you will never love yourself until you no, love yourself. No people can't love you until you love yourself is what is that what you were trying to say? Absolutely. I'm very high right now. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> Mary corrected me. I'm so sorry. You said you can't, like you said, you can't love yourself unless you love yourself, which true, you can't love yourself if you, if you don't love yourself. <laughs> Fucking facts, man. But this dude, dude, if you don't drop this dude, okay, let's, but you don't have to be any type of race. He can be treated. He will treat an Asian woman the same way he treats you. This man is, he seems not nice at all because your man should never make you feel like this. Like regardless of what he says or doesn't say, he should never ever put you in this box or category, ever make you feel like you need to compare yourself. Yeah. So if, if, if a, a couple is comfortable with talking about other human beings being attractive and that's okay between them that's fine but it seems as though you are not okay with him talking this type of way and you need to tell him that it's not okay for him to be talking about your best friend or specifically or specifically um i mean it seems like he's got a kink and that is that he as a thing for yeah and so you need to let if you're wanting to stay in this relationship you need to tell him he cannot be you are not okay with him talking about other women in front of you when he can't even talk about you in a way of like you are so beautiful i appreciate you so much i love you so you're no but he doesn't even talk about other women like that. I'm sorry. Like, he's so profanity, like, when he talks to about other women, too. Like, the words that he used. Like, break your best friend. Like, the the words that he uses, too, are, like, yeah. Highly uncomfortable if I was your best friend. And also, do you need to be questioning, like, does your spouse think, do you want to be with somebody that you have to question and thinks you're attractive or not? You know, that, okay that sucks. If you're not thinking, like, if I go on ecstasy, I might fuck your best friend. If you're not okay with that. I'm baby. We're throwing red flags left and right. I mean, I just feel like there's so many. I don't, like, you, I don't even know if you sent me good qualities at this point. I don't think they'd even uh, outweigh the bad. <laughs> like, I just think that this is not a good okay. look. 
she did ask for a card bowl. Yes, let's do that right now. Absolutely. Because her significant other actually is just temporary. Um, <sighs> Did she say if that was her baby daddy or not? I think it is. Yeah. Mm, bless you, baby. You know what? If this makes you feel any better while Mary's getting set up, I was 250 pounds. 250 pounds. And at that point, I found my highest confidence and I literally learned to love myself at 250 pounds. I fell in love with myself and I was able to lose weight on my terms and be happy and comfortable. And I literally never put my confidence in my looks. Like I always just put it within myself and who I am. And, you know, you have to be your own hype man. It's the best way. All right, Mary shuffling for you, babes. Just listen up. I want to I want to tell you something because you're asking your question is does he actually love me or is this just temporary? And I want you to know with these cards you already know the answer in your heart. These cards are just reaffirming what you already know. It's my guides, your guides sending this message and letting you know that you already know, like, so yeah, I, <laughs> yes, I, sh I, I did shuffle some cards, and there's, it's death, baby, <laughs> it's the death card, it is the death card, yeah, for me, death is not something to be scared about, this isn't saying somebody's gonna die, this isn't saying any of that, this is, this is that, you know, there has to come a time where there's change and releasing what no longer serves you. It's, it's kind of like you're, you're going to be, you're releasing what doesn't serve you and you're going to be reborn and you're going to have that like self love. It's, this isn't saying like, this isn't telling you your relationship's going to end. That's not what this card is meant to say. This is meaning that there has to be some type of change in order for this relationship to work. And I think you know that. You need you know that something needs to happen for this all to be able to work and that sort of thing. And the, two more cards came. And the second one was um, in this deck, it's called the wheel. And this is basically just cycles. Cycles are happening and the time keeps going on and you need to make sure that what you're allowing in your life right now is what you deserve because time is going to get the best of you and one day you may wake up and be like wow it's been however many years and I've just been allowing myself to be uncomfortable in this situation for this long you know what I mean last card which it's um it's actually the last card of 
in tarot, there's the major arcana and then the minor. And the major is basically going through this story. And literally the last card that I pulled for you was the world. And that's the last card of this major arcana. And it's basically completion um per, like basically like the end of the it's the end of the story but like the happy ending kind of situation um things are like balanced out and this like state of limbo that you're in it's no longer it's like you're complete um and i think that's like the perfect card because that's what you uh, that's what you should aspire for in life is to feel like whole and complete and I think in order to feel whole and complete you need the change of the death card and like to realize that you can't be going in this like motion of just kind of like going through life but not actually living you know and that seems what's happening ah! I hope this was I hope this resonated <laughs> That's what I got from that, but I don't think that's, none of that is bad, and none of it, like, I'm not going to tell you, like, does your boy, baby daddy actually love you? I don't know. That's a question that you need to, yeah, that's a question you need to ask him, him and yourself. That's a question that you need to. And if he literally says anything in more than three sentences or three words, like, if he just keeps going on when you ask that, then I feel like that's your answer. Right there. Like, he's just like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he comes at you with a shush there's a reason i'm with you uh you might need a you might that might be your answer scoot it and boot it yep absolutely no it's all right you only have one baby daddy don't feel bad just next one on to the next one <laughs> oh and there's the tea i have two baby daddies no it's all right anyways <laughs> All right, I want to touch base on this. Uh, maybe last one. Here we go. We got questions and advice, and then she kind of goes into spilling the tea. So she says, how do you handle an insane mother-in-law to be? Thankfully, I've never had to deal with an insane mother-in-law. Both of mine were, or both of mine are lovely. Both women love them to death. Um, she then says, Yes. She then says, uh, his mother's driving me crazy. She's always in our business and she got all caps so mad because I printed off my natal chart the other day when she thinks I quote should have been cleaning, even though one, she does not live here Two, It was already pretty clean. And three, she basically wants me to be a Stepford wife. I, like I said, I have not yet to deal with crazy mother-in-laws, but I have uh, heard of them. And here's the thing. This is for the women that are still like, I literally think it's no, I literally hate this. Like the women, it literally makes me sick. Like they literally like want to fuck their sons. Like I, that's the simplest way to put it. I think these women are disgusting. No, like, oh my God, why do you care so much? Like I literally, oh, <laughs> I was not, ex I was, I was not going to say that, but I was, I was going to say that, but not that I was going to say it's, Sounds like when mother-in-laws are monster-in-laws, it's because they are obsessed with their son and don't want to let go of him. And, like, 
I cannot. It's, but they also put it like they're in a relationship with him. Like, it literally is weird. Like, they get so offended that their son has put somebody above them. God fear all. Like, it's weird. It's weird. And also, though, I'm, mm -mm, no. Also, also, mama, mommy, your son can clean his own goddamn house as well. If you're that concerned about your son's living quarters, no, 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 no. If she is that concerned about the way your son is living in his, in his house, your son can clean up after himself, and he can also put in the work and clean his house. This is, you are not, yes, you are not a Stepford, you are not a Stepford wife. Fuck that shit. Nah. Two people do live there. Yeah, very true. No, absolutely. We touched base on this earlier. We don't, this person might not even be a mother. She probably has a job herself. So what I am saying that's why I'm saying, if you give a fuck about your son's living conditions, he can fucking clean himself. It's not the 50s anymore. It's 2022. Like I said, societal standards have stepped up. Men can do and will do as much as women and should. I mean, it, we're a household regardless. I mean, I don't understand like why people are so confused about this. Like, yes, men work, but also we do too. Like when you hire a nanny, what does the nanny take care of? Like the duties, like, I feel like that's kind of the idea that I have it kind of worked out with like stay at home moms. Like, I feel like if you're a stay at home mom, we should be responsible for kind of the same thing a daycare and or nanny would be responsible for when your spouse gets home you're then off the clock. He's then off the clock. It becomes teamwork after that. Like we both are these parents, you know, I understand. But like, if I do something, they can help out. Yeah. No, no, no. We don't even know if this person is a mom. And we don't know that she probably, we don't know if she's, if they even have children or not. There is literally this. Bitch. Bitch. A natal chart as in astrological. I am so done with you. <laughs> I'm dead. Girl. I thought a natal chart. I was so confused. I thought that was like for birth. <laughs> I promise. Okay, I am so sorry, listeners. I promise to not have any more edible cookies before <laughs> You missed it. It says, how do you handle an insane mother-in-law to be? To be. Well, like I said, that makes it even fucking worse. To be, it makes it even worse. And she's... Would you ever step in somebody's house and literally be like, ew, you need to clean up. This is like, what? Not disrespectful. Yeah, absolutely not. If my son does not step up and defend, you know, like, wait, that would be against me. But still, regardless, I would want my son. If I offended his wife, I would want my son to say something to me, absolutely. But I wouldn't do that. 
first of all, first of all, I've got no fucking room to talk because if anybody's ever stepped in my fucking house, you'd know why. So, <laughs> so no, absolutely not. And I would never because that's embarrassing and rude and people act like they don't know that. I hate the like, they're just real or they're just being straight or they're just being blunt. Like, no, you're fucking rude. That's what it is. I, I don't, you're, you're rude. No, it's, it's absolutely not. You go home and you talk shit to your husband behind my back like a normal fucking person. That's what you do. You don't say it in front of my fucking face. You go behind my back and talk shit like everybody else does. <laughs> like, literally. And then you write it in and we talk about it. Somebody in my life may or may not have had somebody in their life tell them that based on a picture I sent to this person that my house was disgusting and that I don't clean my house and all this shit and the person that they that was showing them the picture was like how dare you say that about her like are you kidding me why would you say that about somebody so now I'm like you're never invited to my house ever again you think my house is fucking gross? Bye. And it was literally the picture I sent. I was asked to send an in-the-moment photo. And so I took a picture of all the kids and sent it. And Wait, what? This happened? No. Yeah, this happened. So I sent somebody. I'm not going to say because I don't. Okay, so I sent somebody a picture. And they were on vacation and showed the person that they were visiting. Like, oh, look at the kids. And this was like during dinner time that I sent this picture. And so I was literally making dinner. And I sent a picture of each one of the kids. And the person that I sent it to showed it to the person she was visiting. And that person said that I don't ever clean. Look at all the things on my counter. Look at all the this, that, that. And the person I sent it to was like, yes, she does. Yes, she does clean. She was like, she cleans every day. She's on her hands and knees. And she was like, what? And the person and the person said, well, she doesn't deep clean because look at this, this, that. Like, bitch, you're never invited out of my house ever fucking again. Ever again. Never. That's what you want to say about me? Goodbye. Okay. Oh, I fucking hate people like that. Basic bitches have the most to fucking say. I swear to God. No, but this is literally why women and mothers, people in fucking general, are so insecure and so, like, we don't have time to get on our hands and knees and scrub the goddamn baseboards. Barbara. I'm sorry. My Nana's name is Barbara. Barbara, no shade to you, Barbara. This isn't about you. Nana, Nana, this is not about you. Although, she did, my Nana did tell me. At one of the kids' parties before when I was pregnant, she said, she said, baby girl, you let you just tell me and I'll come over one weekend and I'll clean the whole house for you, okay? I'll, I'll clean the whole house. And Jason was like, are you talking shit about my house? This is the cleanest my house has been. <laughs> we were like, Nana, we cleaned the house. She's like, babe, not enough. I'll come back and I'll come. <laughs> I love her to death. Barbara, we love you. This isn't about you. I don't. I have no fucking idea. Okay. I have no idea. Okay, so shout out to my goddess hangs, girls. I think this is one of you only because.
because you kind of gave a hint about it, but this could possibly not be you, but I think I know who this is, but okay, she says, okay, so I was 18 and went on vacation with my family to Mexico. It was my parents, both of my older siblings and their spouses and me. My mom was super strict the whole time we were there and wouldn't take her eyes off of me. Thankfully, I was of drinking age in Mexico, go off, so I was still able to have fun. 16? Whew, it's at 16. No, what? literally, sorry, real quick, my girlfriends, literally my girlfriend Paige and Amanda, they literally said that if you could see above the fucking bar in Mexico, you're good to go. Good to go. You know what? They're kind of like that in Jamaica, too. They're very, like, yeah, they just don't care. Do not care. Terrifying as a mother to think about, but. So she was still able to have fun. So she says, there was one guy that worked at the resort that was so hot. I had interacted with him multiple times because the staff at this resort was like entertainment staff. Don't know what that means, but sounds interesting. No, they're there for you have to make sure you have a good time. Like they're literally there paid to entertain you. Like they literally, okay, I've been to these resorts before. Like they literally play music and they make, like they want people to interact. They get up and dance. They do games. They're like very interactive. So they're hot. They're attractive looking. They're very good looking people. Um, They speak. Okay. Okay. So they hung out with everyone and did shows and stuff. On our last night there, they had a casino night, and my whole family was together having a great time. When my family was ready to go to bed I call it and call it a night, I wanted to stay down and play more games, but of course mom said no. So we all went upstairs to go to bed. I waited 30 minutes and went back downstairs. I met up with the hot staff member, and he said that him and a couple of the staff members and hotel guests were going to go out clubbing in town and invited me. And young, stupid, tipsy me said, yes, bitch, this is the start of a lifetime motherfucking movie where you get kidnapped. Oh, my God. And then so she snuck out of the resort in Mexico, no cell service, only $2 in cash. And she knew she she knew she couldn't use her debit card because she would get caught. So I used my good looks to not pay for anything that night. Bitch, yes. And she says, everyone else split the cab. Okay, sugar daddy. Okay. But the hot guy, yep, the hot guy paid for her, bought all her drinks, etc. Then at the end of the night, oh my God, I forgot about this part. She said, she said she stayed in the cab and went back to the hot staff member's apartment and slept with him. Then he drove. Yes, she did. Oh, man. And then and then he drove her back to the hotel at 5 a.m. Her whole family got up a few hours later to have breakfast and fly home. And almost 10 years later, her family still has no clue. Looking back, it was definitely stupid. I'm so lucky nothing bad happened to me, as are we. But low-key, one of the best or one of the most fun nights of her life and definitely the craziest thing I have ever done. That is next level you are so lucky that this didn't was there was like some girl who got kidnapped or something on a high school trip it's like very common they the funny part is they literally tell you when you go to like uh, foreign countries or like you know play like resorts more so in places do not leave the fucking resort do not i swear to god do never tell your mother this because she will drop dead of a motherfucking heart attack Write that in there because I cannot imagine. But also, I would do the same shit. I would have done the same shit. 
Don't leave the resort. Don't leave the resort. Oh, 100%. 100%. I was way too scared back then, though. I was very... You know what? I'm a very different person than I was back then. That, that to me, when I read, she said it. the cab got to the hotel, but she said, nah, fam, I'm going back to this hot-ass entertainer man's apartment. I'm getting it the fuck in. Oh, my God. Yeah, she knew. She knew that day. She was, whoo. You know what? But this is, that's something she's like, she literally will remember for the rest of her fucking life. She's going to be an old ass grandma being like, kids, one day your grandma got it in with the best dick of my life. <laughs> literally. Ugh. But also, like you said, a Lifetime movie, all that she needed was to get knocked up and then have to travel back 18 years later and be like, this is your baby. Could you imagine? A mama mia moment. A mama mia moment. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dead. Right? Oh, right. He still works at the resort. He still works there. He's still like doing the tango. Mommy. Yes, I love it. Oh my gosh, we're writing it. We got rights. You heard it here first. All right, well, I feel like this shit's gonna kick us off in like 10. All right, let me do it correctly. Let me do it right. Ready? Ready? We're going out with a bang. This is what was supposed to be done in the beginning. If you've made it this far, congratulations. We love you. Check us next time on our podcast. Did it not end? Okay. Check us next time on our podcast for next episode. Like I said, if we didn't get to you or if we did get to you, you want to follow up, please do on the jot form link on our Instagram, Brewing the Pot. Or catch us on uh, Facebook if you know us. <laughs> Facebook? <laughs> or do we have a Facebook? Hey! Love you, bitch! Shit one day, but for now, this is our first rodeo.